The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. We are standing on the threshold of the season of Advent, stepping into the beginning of the church year with a promise of God coming into the world with words that speak of an end to the world as we know it. And you know, normally I might feel a little frightened of a scripture beginning like this way, but this year, I'm so here for it, and I am feeling the apocalyptic language. And it might be just that I feel like we've been living in a great time that has things just shaken up. And there have so, been so many places where the world has felt upended and life turned upside down. I imagine as we hear this message of the end of our days, we already come into the scripture ourselves with heightened anxiety. We're already pretty jumpy and we've practiced vigilance, increased urgency, we've lived with anxiety. And so I hear this prophetic message today as a moment to take a deep breath and look up from the worry and anxiety we know so well. We've practiced this all too well. We already know what it's like to live in urgency, to have to pivot and change and adapt just be constantly aware. And I think this is exactly a message for people who are already pretty jumpy and anxious. I believe this is not a message intended to increase our anxiety or push us to even more urgency. It's a prophetic message to take a deep breath, relax your shoulders and look up. Celestial signs are shaking up the cosmos. The rhythms of life, the rhythms of the moon and the sun are upended and people live in great distress. It feels pretty accurate and also accurate for early Jesus followers. It's likely in the time that the writer of Luke recorded this gospel that the temple scene where this whole uh, passage takes place has been destroyed. The house of worship the center of religious lives for followers of early Judaism would have been totally upended. There would have been a question of what lasts, what remains. And perhaps 
there is also a beginning of an imagination of what could upend the kinds of power that would destroy such a place, to change and challenge the kind of power that holds over and against people. And maybe this was a possibility to shift and change itself. Apocalyptic language can feel so scary, but I don't believe this prophetic revelatory message from Jesus about the end of days is intended to scare us or to cause us to live in a state of even more anxiety. It's a message of not how we should live in fear of what breaking into the world reality of God looks like or feels like. This is a message of healing, of the promise of new life emerging in the world. And while the language often feels sharp and defensive, the message in, in through it all is to pay attention, to look up and to tend to the hope of God. It's a message that helps us get our feet beneath us and feel that holy ground of God's creation beneath us. It's an opportunity to relax a bit, to hold our heads up and face this world. Jesus' parable in the middle of this passage unlocks it for me. I think it's hard to take simply as just a parable about signs. I think it's more than seeing the signs clearly. It's a parable of seeing new life emerging, of thinking about the warmth and the feel of the sun that brings out new growth in buds and trees, and the kind of unfurling and opening up towards sunlight that the leaves do in springtime and early summer. And you know, in the Western hemisphere, there's so much darkness in this season. There's cold and rain and just persistent gray. And I think I understand the kind of longing to feel that summer season, to feel the sun on my face, to long for the new growth of spring and summer, even as the leaves are truly beginning to fall around us. Jan Richardson says the revealing language invites us to enter more mindfully into our present landscape and perceive the signs of how God is working out God's longing in the world here and now. It's a moment for us to fear our own God longings in our own hearts for the goodness of God, for God's love and grace and healing. And I know oftentimes those places are hard to find, especially when we're going through transitions, stepping across threshold times and places and when a lot of things are changing and turning, there's an unpredictability and we don't know how things will go. And I appreciate with an ear to thresholds, uh, the venerated and beloved Celtic Saint Bridget. Bridget lives vibrantly in the Celtic imagination. And it was something I was captivated by with our conversation with John Philip Newell a few weeks back. I think she stirs up in us those threshold times and places as a calling to be people, that midwife, and communities that actually can bear the threshold times. It's an opportunity not to be frightened by the pain of labor and all the uncertainties of passing through new doorways, but an invitation to be faithful to God and to care for others in times of fear and transition. From John Philip Newell, we know that she is the saint who loves the earth, who reveals the sacredness of the feminine, who models female leadership, inspires poets and musicians, midwives at new beginnings, and extravagantly embodies compassion 
and boundless generosity towards the poor and those who seek refuge. Newell writes that legend has it that Bridget was born just before sunrise in the twilight of early morning, in that time governed neither by the sun's light nor the moon's light, but by the two lights, the twilight. It is also said that her mother gave birth to her neither within the house nor outside, but at the threshold of the dwelling. So her birth signals that she will be associated with the meeting place between opposites, the night and day, the sun and moon, the within and the without. She occupies the liminal space between worlds. She stands at the doorway or meeting place between the so-called opposite dimensions of life, which have been torn apart from each other. I love Bridget as a person who tends to these threshold places, especially to relationships in and through the changes. Bridget offers a different sense of care and tending amidst the sharp contrast that's so evident in the scripture. There's the kind of language to be on guard and stay alert. But sometimes that kind of urgent, sharp language cuts through with a kind of seriousness that a gentle beckoning wouldn't. Certainly for Jesus, as he's standing on the brink of everything at the temple, at the brink of his own life, all the things that used to seem to matter fall away. And there's a practice of letting go of all the things we desperately want to hold on to, all the work and the worry, busyness, and the hurry of this season. So in this threshold time, we set all that down. We set the worry and the heightened anxiety and let go of the fear that we want to greet this passage with. Let go of the fear of the change. And instead, we tend to the hope and stay awake to the wonder of God in and through this world. And we straighten ourselves up to look up and see the light that guides us forward on a path we have never taken before in search of a mystery worthy of the Magi. We look up and see the angels singing in the heavens, even amidst the task of ordinary things, even in the ordinary work we shepherd with care. And we look up and we see new life emerging like the trees leafed out in the summer and feel our own hands extending out in reach of that life. With thanks to God. Amen.